Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Degnan, and thanks for joining me this weekend. We're going to start off with plenty of activities that are happening this weekend. They include Actor Circle, celebrating 40 years of local theater. Casey Thomas, director of their first show of the 40th year season, Death Trap. He'll be here to give us a preview. That's happening this weekend, and Jackie Galvin will be with us. She has the places you can have a great time as well as help out the Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. They have events happening this weekend and all through the month, and we're proud to say that Odyssey is part of their fundraising. We'll tell you how. Local Junior Achievement President Jenny Craig joins us. She has your invitation to their upcoming Hall of Fame dinner. No need to worry, we know who the honorees are, and when you hear their names, it might just inspire you to get a ticket and be there to cheer them on. And Emily Loder is with us. She is with supporters of Camp Archbald. They just had their recent 100th anniversary event. Emily is here to tell us what happened at the event and how you can enjoy Camp Archbald even during the upcoming winter months. So right now, we're going to start by introducing you to Casey Thomas. He's the director of the first show of the 40th season at Actor Circle in Scranton, Death Trap. Casey, it's nice to know that everybody's getting back on the boards and you are bringing a show right, ready to go. And it's in because there's a big celebration going on. Tell us about Death Trap. Death Trap. Oh, goodness. It was offered to me to direct almost eight years ago or so. The uh, actor circle reached out to direct this behemoth of a show. And uh, I was getting started to do that. And the rights uh, were pulled from us. I don't know if they were making a film or they brought it back to stage because it's one of the longest running plays of all time. But we couldn't do it back then. So I had done a different production. When they contacted me this year for their 40th season, they asked me, would you like to return to Death Trap? I actually grew fond of the show back when I was supposed to do it. And I said, sure, why not? For a lot of people who may not know it, give us just a little bit of a synopsis of what the show is all about. That trap is one of, it's a tried and true classic by the man who did 
Ira Levin, who did Sleuth, he's known for twisty, turny storylines and, and, and plot developments and characters. So I can't say too much without giving it away. But I've updated it. It's uh, so quintessentially 70s. The movie starring Michael Caine and Diane Cannon and Christopher Reeves. It's, uh, it's a young couple who live out uh, in the Connecticut suburbs and uh, to a playwright who is sort of a fading star. And then a young playwright sends him a juicy, perfect commercial hit. And uh, the question is, would he kill to uh, get that and uh, put his name on it, take ownership of it, and resurrect himself from the, the career that has gone down the, down the drain? And, I, and then chaos ensues. But it, in grand style of the, um, the 70s, it's full of some really fun twists and turns. And we've added our own itself. It's a play within a play within a play. And it, we sort of play with that uh, aspect of it. and. The cast is brilliant, and they've been having a lot of fun, and it's it's coming along quite nice. So you also have a lot of not the not your cast particularly, but there are quirky characters that are in the show oh, as well. There's Helga Tandor, who is the Dutch psychic, who just happens to be in the next door. It's very melodramatic. It's leaned into for that, like the the writer knew what he was doing. You know, within the play, within the play, they're talking about that fifth comedic character and the actress <laughs> who plays her, Jenny Frey Abdallah, is phenomenal and just milks it all for every every bit it's got. And there is the lawyer. So there are two quirky fourth and fifth characters. I mean, there, there's no one person. The show stands on the shoulders of Joe Palumbo, who plays Sydney, the older playwright. But for sure, everybody brings... A lot. You better get the rest of the cast names in there too, just so they can get a shout out oh, as well. Yeah. Well, we have we have Joe Palumbo, we have Eric Lutz playing Clifford, Scott Rabe is playing our our lawyer Porter, Kelly Ann Walsh as Myra, and again Jennifer Frey Abdallah as Helga Tandor. And there's and a I typewriter. That is our. Yeah, there are. Two, there are. Yeah, the Smith Corona. <laughs> yes, thank you. The Smith Corona is important. Can't and we forget found about one. that. That's, That's what it is. Doing a show like this that has that many details, it's like, who has a Smith Corona typewriter? Who has this sort of thing? And it was, it's all magically sort of come together and it's going to be a wild, a wild night of theater for people who are ready to get back out and come and see things. And I'm, I'm, actually really excited. You know, at this point, you're normally a little nervous or trepidatious. Yes. I'm not. I'm not. Even if the lights all failed and we had to do the show, the cast is still that good where it would be it would be well worth the price of admission for sure. I'm sure, everybody. I know I'm looking forward to it because I absolutely adore the show. I played Myra many years ago. You can give us when it's going to be happening, where it's going to be happening, because everybody wants to make sure that they can get there and get their tickets early. It's Actor Circle, Providence Playhouse. Facebook or, or online, you could certainly find their address and telephone number to call and make reservations with Saturday, 8 p.m., Sunday matinee, and then the following week, 7th, 8th, and 9th, and the 10th would be the 2 p.m. matinee. It, this isn't your first go-around with directing, though, right, Casey? No. I'm a sucker for punishment, apparently. <laughs> uh, so about, I don't know, five, six, seven, I'm not, I've sort of lost count, but yeah, I definitely, once a year, I like to do something, especially locally, definitely fallen into directing almost as much as acting, if not, nope, it hasn't quite evened out, but uh, for always an actor, first and foremost, but uh, directing is something that is uh, it's becoming more and more of a of a passion, so. And I'm sure Actor Circle has many more things that are coming up for their big 40th anniversary. Congratulations oh, to everyone yeah, there. They have, they're doing a great job. I mean, even to be open for that long and, and to have established the audience that they have, they have many followers and supporters. And the whole board, of, and especially Kathy Ristrauch, my producer, and Jeff Ginsburg, they're just 
my second family. So, Well, congratulations to everyone looking forward to Death Trap. Casey, maybe you should take a nap. I, I'm looking forward to it. As soon as that day comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow that advice. I'm going to take two of them. Thanks once again to Casey Thomas, the director of Death Trap, opening up the 40th season of Actors Circle in Scranton. Also joining Casey in Behind the Stage is Isabella DeFleece. She is a local high school student serving as stage manager for the production. The other productions this season will include Four Weddings and an Elvis, My Three Angels, The Dining Room, Steel Magnolias and His Girl Friday, written by local playwright Bob Spalletta. Now, if you're looking for something else to do this weekend, that's where we're going to find out where Griffin Pond Animal Shelter is going to be for their fundraisers. Jackie Galvin is here with the places and all the fun. Jackie, we've caught up with you. You're a busy lady doing all kinds of things, but maybe you can give us a quick what's happening right now at uh, Griffin Pond. Thanks for having me on, Paula. There's always something happening at Griffin Pond. There's never a boring day at the shelter, that's for sure. Um, Always lots of animals to take care of and a lot of really nice animals to boot, which makes it even a much more rewarding experience. Um, We do have a few different fundraisers coming up that we've partnered with um, some other organizations. The Dunmore Cemetery Tour, um, which is, you know, pulls in quite a few people to come to it. They've had, um, I'm told, up to 800 people attend that event. And you wouldn't think, you know, a cemetery tour would make that kind of draw. But because they have such great theatrical players in it and who portray different historical figures that... um, you know, find the cemetery, their final resting place, It's um, it draws quite a crowd. And even as far as, you know, out of state from New Jersey, they come in. So the nice thing is that's a free event to the public. And that's taking place uh, Sunday, October 3rd and the 10th in Dunmore. And it's from 2 to 4 p.m. And it is a free event. But this year, the players have asked um, people to bring donations for Griffin Pond you know, because they don't give um, uh, any sort of, you know, admittance charge, but they would like to be able to, you know, support the community in their endeavor. So they are asking people who attend the event to bring a donation of some sort of product for um, the pets at Griffin Pond. Awesome. And when is that now? This is going to be at Dunmore Cemetery when? Uh, Sunday. October 3rd, and again, Sunday, October 10th from 2 to 4. Okay, boy. Now, are you going to have any of the pups or the kitties who might be making a uh, sudden appearance at uh, at either one of those events? Well, you never know. Um, as far as I know, I don't think we will be because it is a drive-through event. It, in years past, it had been a walking tour, But last year and for this year, because of uh, the COVID restrictions, it is a drive-through tour. So I don't think we'd want to have any of the animals, you know, around because of the cars. Not that they would be endangered by any means, but sometimes it's just easier when you um, have volunteers. And if we have two people working, it, you know, maybe accepting donations from both sides of the entrance, it would be difficult to maintain a dog as well. 
Right. Okay. Well, that's good to know, though, that it is a drive-through tour, and we'll come yes, back. Yes, it and is we'll, a drive-through tour. We'll give everybody more and the details on that in case they miss them. And then you also have something coming up later in the month as well. Yes. Yes. Later in the month, um, Roba Family Farms, which is so popular in our region and such a great place to enjoy a fall event with your your family or your friends. They um, are having a special fundraiser this year for all of the different shelters throughout our region um, have been invited to participate. And throughout their season that they operate with their fall events, they are having each rescue have a weekend dedicated to them as part of the Robas Family Farms Rescue Me fundraiser. The weekend for Griffin Pond is Saturday, October 23rd, and Sunday, October 24th at the Roba Family Farm where everybody goes to get their pumpkins and run the corn maze and, you know, go down the giant slide and have cider and apple cider donuts and whatnot there. Why do it, um, why we'll, does it sound to me like you've been there, Jackie? <laughs> well, I have a five-year-old son, so uh, yeah, I've been there quite a few times. Some, and, uh, somehow I he, thought he had something to do with that. Yes, yes. You know what, though? Even if you don't have children, it's still fun. It's. Um, I had been up there even before I became a mom, before my husband and I were blessed with our son. We um, had been up there, and it's really a lot of fun for any family to go there through all the different um, you know, events and activities that they have there. And they're very animal-friendly. They have the stunt dogs that fly and jump off of the uh, different ramps to catch frisbees and things like that. So that's pretty neat. And that but says we'll to me there. that you're going to have some pups and maybe kitties there too. Well, yes, yes. That one we will have some animals at. And um, we'll also have Griffin Pond shirts, and we'll also be collecting, you know, donations. If anybody would like to bring them up, we'd be more than happy to take them. And Robas has uh, generously said any tips they get that weekend, they will be donating to Griffin Pond as well. So it's a really nice opportunity and really nice of the Roba family to host this event for all of the shelters. And we're honored, you know, to be able to be the featured shelter the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. And we'll be there from noon to four. Now, there's another one that's coming up. And this one, I know there will not be any puppies or kittens at. But anybody who goes is going to be able to help the shelter. And this one involves music. Yes, it does. Coming up, I'm sure... Many people are a fan of the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is always such a a well-drawn event for the public to attend. They really enjoy it. And that they're having their Christmas Eve and other stories. They're having a celebration of the 25th anniversary already of their Christmas Eve and other stories. But they're having their concert. They're having um, on Sunday, November 21st at the Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. They are having two shows on the 21st at 3 p.m. and at 7.30 p.m. And for each of those events, each ticket that is sold will have a portion of the ticket sale donated to Griffin Pond. And that's courtesy of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra 
themselves, as well as 98.5 KRZ, which is also a good friend to Griffin Pond as well. Which I have to say is one of our Odyssey stations (laughs) that you're hearing special edition on today. All that. It's amazing how these things come together. (laughs) Isn't it? It is. It is. But, you know, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra has become such a a link between the holiday seasons and... um, they really just, you know, put on quite a, a show. I personally have never seen them, and I've always wanted to, and I've just never gotten around to it because sometimes life gets in the way when you want to do different things. But this is one, you know, especially with the proceeds going to the shelter that I might just have to snag two t- tickets and uh, get my husband to go down with me, and we'll go check it out because oh, uh, you'll love it. It's it's quite spectacular from what I hear with the lights and the you know the music and everything, and it's a nice way to kick off the uh, the Christmas season that'll be coming up. So and a double be nice, nice way because you're helping out Griffin Pond. Absolutely, it's such we're thrilled, you know that that this could happen, and it's such a great opportunity to have you know to help the the shelter in such a a positive way and i i from what i've been told the trans-siberian orchestra themselves every show that they do not just this one for griffin pond you know the two that they're having but all of their shows wherever they go they pick a local charity to support and donate part of their ticket proceeds i don't know how known that is but that is something that they do and, and that gives me an extra incentive to want to support them because it shows that, you know, they want to help out wherever they go. So I, I I think that's really, you know, kind of them to support the regions that they perform in and the people who live in those regions. Well, Jackie, I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Maybe you should get in touch with them and tell them since they are supporting Griffin Pond, that maybe they would like to meet someone of the four-legged variety that they would be happy to take on tour named TSO. That's a great idea. And, you know, we could always use, um, you know, somebody that could that can adopt because we always are looking for responsible adapters. And that would be a really nice thing if it's an animal that's, you know, comfortable with noise and, and with a lot of people and things like that. Yeah, that would could, be great. Not that their music up. is noise, but to an animal, that's just loud, it's loud sound. They don't understand, you know, all the time notes and whatnot although some do i saw a story on the news the other day with a bird that was dancing to different beats so maybe i'm wrong about that i don't know well but take take that as your mission see what you can find out we need a griffin pond tso (laughs) that would be very cool that would be and you know what the tickets aren't are easy to um access you can uh, of course buy them um, at the Mohegan Sun Arena box office, they're on sale there. But you could also get them at Ticketmaster, and you can all online, and you could get them at KRZ's website. And if you want some links right to those ticket sales, if you go to Griffin Pond Animal Shelter dot com uh, forward slash TSO, that will take you to a page on our website, and from there you can um, find the links that go right to Ticketmaster and right to KRZ's website. So it will be easy for you to find them to, you know, pick up your tickets if you'd like. Great. Now, the last time I spoke with Ashley, she was uh, Mm -hmm. telling us about the fact that the shelter was really, really full. And Oh, it is. And how are things now? Well, I mean, you know, we do 
a number of adoptions each week, which we're very grateful that there are people out there to help. But, you know, for every animal that goes out the door, there's always one coming in right behind it who needs our help. And, um, you know, we pride ourselves in, in being able to provide care, you know, for, for these animals that need help. But we don't receive any sort of funding from the government or anything like that. There's no, you know, any there's nothing that offsets our expenses other than the generosity of the public. We're able to do what we do because of the public's help. And, you know, we're the largest no-kill shelter in our region. There's very few no-kill shelters no-kill shelters to begin with, but we are um, the largest one in the region, and we take pride in that. Um, animals are not euthanized at Griffin Pond, only if absolutely necessary. There's no such thing as a, well, we're going to euthanize because we're full, or we're going to euthanize because this animal's been here a long time. Nobody wants it. We don't do that. It, we, If that animal never gets adapted, it will live its natural life in the shelter and just stay in our shelter family until, you know, God chooses, you know, to take it home. Or if, you know, it got sick or something like that happened. Naturally, in cases like that where there's nothing else that could be done to help the animal to get well from some sort of medical problem, under those circumstances, an animal will be put to sleep. But those would be the same sort of circumstances, you know, you might find yourself in with your own family pet where you know, there's just going to be suffering. There's not going to be any kind of a positive outcome. Right. But I mean, we go as far as taking animals, you know, to Cornell and, you know, to the veterinary hospital at Cornell, which is one of the finest ones in the country. I mean, we've taken them for physical therapy, acupuncture, you name it. Um, these animals get it, whatever they need, they get. And we have a great volunteer who, you know, she's also our volunteer coordinator now, actually, and um, her name is Sherry Crowley, and she does a fabulous job with rehabilitating animals, and she really goes the extra mile, so we're grateful, you know, for her help. And that's why it is such a necessity in order to have donations and in order to have volunteers. So, Jackie, once again, yes. give us those days where Griffin Pond's going to be out in the public and how people can get involved. And I guess that means your website and phone number, too. So I'm going to turn it sure, right over to sure. you. Okay. Well, thanks, Paula. Um, the events that we have coming up in October, we have the Dunmore Cemetery Tour, Sundays, October 3rd and October 10th, 2 to 4 p.m. And we will be um, collecting donations from the public of different supplies. And that is courtesy of the Dunmore Cemetery Tour um, players. So we're very grateful to them for that help. And then toward the end of the month on Saturday, October 23rd and Sunday, October 24th, from noon to four, we'll be at Robo's Family Farm, participating in the Robo Family Farm Rescue Me fundraiser. And at that event, we'll be on hand selling donate um, merchandise, collecting donations, and we'll have some of our animals at the shelter as well. And then into November, as we approach the Christmas season, the Trans Siberian Orchestra has generously agreed to donate a dollar from each ticket that they sell for their concert 
on November 21st. They have a 3 p.m. and a 7.30 p.m. show at the Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza in Wilkesbury Township. And they have agreed to, like I said, a dollar from each ticket sold to those events will be given to Griffin Pond through the courtesy of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, as well as 98.5 KRZ. Those tickets you can find at the Mohegan Sun Arena box office. You could get them at Ticketmaster Online or KRZ's website. And you can find links to both of those websites at griffinpondanimalshelter.com forward slash TSO. And if you have any questions or would like to just donate to the shelter, you can visit that same website or you could always give us a call. Uh, 570-586-3700. This first weekend in October is certainly a busy one throughout Northeast Pennsylvania with the opening weekend of Death Trap at Actors Circle in Scranton, bringing in their 40th year of productions there. And of course, the fundraisers that are happening for Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, including the two that will be coming up, one this weekend, one next weekend, at Dunmore Cemetery, and then at Roba's at the end of the month. And of course, next month, TSO giving a dollar donation from every ticket sold to Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. Now, don't go away. When we come back, there's a Hall of Fame dinner coming up. We know who's going to be honored, and we'll tell you next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. You probably remember junior achievement being talked about when you were going to school. Maybe you were even a member. Junior achievement actually began in 1919, founded by Theodore Vail, who was the president of American Telephone and Telegraph, Horace Moses, the president of Stratmore Paper Company, and Senator Murray Crane of Massachusetts. It was a program that they began to give students something to do on an after-school basis and learn about business and companies. In the very beginning, it was limited in its early years to children ages 8 through 12, and it was 1929 that they then extended the program to young people ages 16 to 21. The conference began in 1944, and now with all that history, JA has offices in more than 120 countries. Here locally, the Northeast Pennsylvania office is headed by Jenny Crake, and she is here to tell us about what's happening with the local JA, as well as their big upcoming event, the 34th Annual Business Hall of Fame, Friday, October 15th at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. Jenny has your invitation on Special Edition. Jenny, let's talk about Junior Achievement. It's changed over so many years. What's happening with Junior Achievement locally now? We are dedicated to meeting our students and our educators where they're at. So we have what we call a blended curriculum and program where volunteers can teach our curriculum in the classroom, both virtually and in person. And we have created a virtual career fair for all of our students across our 13-county footprint to expose them to the many careers in those 13 counties and help them make really great decisions once they leave and graduate high school. 
How does junior achievement work? Do you go to the students or do they come to you? Uh, that's interesting. We, uh, we go to the students, we go to the school districts and say, here's, uh, you know, free curriculum that meet your state standards on career readiness and entrepreneurship. And then we connect them with this business professional, a mentor that goes into the classroom and talks about their own profession, exposes them to what their job is, and then teaches curriculum that focuses on financial literacy. So we talk about money and careers inside the classroom. But now if since our model has been shifted a little bit and we're blended, uh, we do have students that come to uh, our programs after school virtually. And um, so it's a little different than it was before. I was going to say, when it comes to getting together with junior achievement, a lot of times it's not in the classroom, but it is outside the classroom. And can you give us a little bit of an idea about how that setup is? Because I know you have certain locations where you have some pretty amazing things going on. So Paula, our facility, which I think you're referencing to, um, has been shut down. And we have shifted it from a physical location to a virtual location. So most people know us from JA BizTown, and that was the physical location where it looked like a village. We now have that virtually so that we can reach all of our footprint and students uh, don't have to leave their classroom to go to our building. Uh, This was COVID related. Unfortunately, we don't know when the next time school districts will be allowed to have uh, field trips or the cleaning regiment. So we again have shifted and allowed our business model, our delivery model to meet our students and our teachers. I didn't realize that, but again, it all kind of makes sense because now that COVID has happened and schools have changed themselves, you have adapted to the way that your learning continues with the students because probably before there wasn't as much internet, there wasn't as much social media. Am I kind of right there? You're right. That's right. So never before have we seen every school district give their students an iPad. And so having that technology boost or upgrade has really allowed us to give them the access that Um, we never had before. And so we may, of course, have a physical presence in the future. But as of right now, we are focused on reaching as many students as we possibly can, both in the classroom and in virtual experiences. What age groups of students are you dealing with? So we know it's important to talk about money and careers from kindergarten to 12th grade. So we reach the entire school age student population. So if someone was interested in having someone from JA come to their school, they would be able to do that. And what kind of careers are we talking here? Yep. So any teacher, any educator, any administrator who would like to see JA uh, offered in their classroom can reach out to us and we'll connect you with a volunteer and give you the kits and the materials do a little training and off you go and your students will have a really great uh, interactive, engaging experience with our junior achievement volunteer. What kind of careers Mm -hmm. have you been talking about? So we believe that uh, students need to be exposed to as many careers as possible. And that means, you know, those pathways after high school can mean military. It can mean you become an entrepreneur and you, you focus on building your own business. It means you could go right into the workforce and trade an apprenticeship 
or you go into your uh, higher ed. And so when we talk about our career fair, our virtual career fair, it's really important for us to have as many varieties as possible and unique experiences and unique jobs out there so students have an idea that they can say, oh, I didn't know that was a job. That fits my personality. You know, we want those aha moments because as you and I know, Paula, there's lots of jobs out there that we didn't know until we got into the workforce that existed. And so the more we offer that information to the students, the better. Well, I think you're absolutely right, Jenny, because again, we've seen so much change just over the past two years and so many more careers have opened out there. So many other opportunities have expanded and morphed and changed. So you really have to be on top of all of those changes because sometimes the kids find out about these things before we do. That's right. That's right. Those future careers, those future skill sets that translate into careers that don't exist yet. What does that look like? What does that work ethic look like? You know, those critical thinking skills, we talk about that to our students, knowing that those are the basis for whatever careers come down the line. But it is a rapid changing world when it comes to what careers are. Or, you know, just the the flip of working remotely, that has changed our landscape in the career world. So, yeah, we have to certainly um, be nimble and, and stay on top of all the changes. Who knew when we got that Atari long ago, Jenny, if you're old enough to remember those, that, I do, that, yes. that now that you'd be able to take a class and design yep. your own video games. Wow. That's right. That's now, right. You do have a lot of great volunteers that have been with you over the years. And one thing Junior Achievement does is to honor those who have been helped and you have coming up your annual Hall of Fame dinner, and I understand that it is open to the public to attend. So what are the details? Yep. So we are celebrating our community leaders by honoring a seasoned professional for our Business Hall of Fame inductee, and then an entrepreneur of the year, an educator of the year, and our uh, outstanding uh, corporate partner. And so on October 15th at 530 at the Radisson Lackawanna Station in Scranton, we will be having our uh, event honoring these folks. Can you give us a hint as to who you're honoring? Sure. Uh, So our uh, Hall of Fame inductee is Heather Acker from Gentech. And our Entrepreneur of the Year is Zubin Saeed from Building Blocks. And our Educator of the Year is Jade Cotter from Pittston Area School District. And then our corporate, our outstanding corporate partner is Comcast. So we have a great lineup and I'm excited to honor all of them and, and get them in the room and celebrate all of their achievements. I didn't want anybody to hear this for the first time and go, oh, that's me. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm sure that- <laughs> it's not a secret, but <laughs> we do like to surprise them, but it, it, they all know that they're being honored. <laughs> well, it, it helps to have them turn up. It helps to have them be in the yeah. audience as well. So if someone would like to get tickets, because you did mention a wide variety there, I'm sure they have friends and family who are hearing that. So if someone would like to get tickets and find out more, how do they go about doing that. Yep. Um, please visit our website. It's nepa.ja.org and there's the ability to buy the tickets on there, learn more information. And of course, they can always give us a call at 570-602-3600. 
Just in case someone missed all that information, I'm going to have you give it one more time. And we're going to be the ones to get the word out and congratulate all those folks who are going to be honored. So if you'll give us that rundown again as well, and then how we can get there, we'll be all set. Wonderful. So it is our business 34th annual business hall of fame on October 15th at 530 at the Radisson in Scranton. And to uh, buy tickets, you can visit our website at nepa.ja.org or give me a call at 570-602-3600. And who are you honoring again? We're honoring our uh, Business Hall of Famer inductee is Heather Acker from Gentech. Our Entrepreneur of the Year is Dubin Saeed from Building Blocks. Our Educator of the Year is Jade Cotter from Pittston Area School District, and our Outstanding Corporate Partner is uh, is Comcast. And just in case anyone would like to get involved, can they also get in touch with you through the website and the phone number? That's right. So they can, if you would like to volunteer, teach our curriculum in the classroom, be involved, or share your business story on our uh, career fair platform, uh, please Visit our website at nepa.ja.org to reach out to us or give me a call at 570-602-3600. Thanks again to Jenny Craig, the Executive Director of Northeast PA Junior Achievement, for joining us and telling us about what's happening with JA as well as your invitation to the 34th Annual Business Hall of Fame coming up on Friday, October 15th at the Radisson Lackawanna Station Hotel in Scranton. You can find out more by visiting nepa.ja.org. Just imagine what the founders of JA way back in 1919, Theodore Vail, the president of American Telephone and Telegraph, Horace Moses, president of Strathmore Paper Company, and Senator Murray Crane of Massachusetts would think about the programs and all the people involved in junior achievement in the year 2021. Now, don't go away. We're going to take another look back in history. This time, it's the supporters of Camp Archbald getting together for their 100th celebration. Next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Are you ready? We're taking a trip to camp. Camp Archbald, that is. A 288 and a half acre camp founded in 1920 by the Scranton Pocono Girl Scout Council. It's at a site in Susquehanna County on the shores of Ely Lake in Kingsley. The first purchase of 49 acres was paid for through private subscription in 1921. Camp Archbald is the second oldest Girl Scout camp in the world. And if you go to their website, supportersofcamparchbald.org, you'll get a look at what it looked like at its very beginning. And as of July 29, 2020, Girl Scouts in the heart of PA, owners of Camp Archbald, announced that it was no longer under review and the camp 
had been saved from being sold. That's why last month, they had their 100th anniversary celebration. Emily Loader, with the supporters of Camp Archbald, is here to tell us about everything that happened. And did you know that Camp Archbald is available for you to use, whether it's for a wedding, a company outing, or anything? You can get in touch with them and find out how to use their beautiful facilities. Emily tells us all about it. Emily, nice to catch up with you again. And of course, you had a big event. The supporters of Camp Archbald got together. Tell us all about it. And more importantly, what's to come in the future? Thanks for having me again. Uh, We had our event for fun at Camp Archbald. Looking forward to 100 more years of adventure on September 18th, in which we celebrated um, 100 years of the camp being uh, active membership for the community. And we were able to um, have campers, uh, former you know counselors and alumni come out and uh, celebrate uh, at Camp Archibald with us. Um, and we're excited to um, see some volunteers and some uh, members of the community look and see how they can participate um, and supporters of Camp Archibald for the future. And as far as the event goes, you know, you said that there were so many people there. What were the what were some of the highlights of the day? We had a ton of different displays available for people to look at. We had um, vintage uh, Girl Scout uniforms from like the 20s and 30s um, that we had um, a lot of our current girls and adults get into. Um, we have lantern slides that were digitized uh, that were available for viewing and a lot of awesome memorabilia um, from the last 100 years, uh, old photographs and scrapbooks and uh, mess kits uh, that people really enjoyed and then the biggest highlight was we dug up the time capsule that was buried in 2000 uh, for the 80th anniversary, and we were able to have those contents available for viewing, and then we collected lots of different things and buried a new time capsule uh, to celebrate and commemorate the 100th year of Camp Archibald. And with some of the people that attended, were there members who had been members and had gone to Camp Archibald many years ago? Were they? Were there some of those available who were also telling their stories about how much has changed? Yes. One of my favorite activities throughout the whole day is we took decade photos. And so for each decade, um, from the 40s all the way up, um, we took pictures of people who went to camp during those times. And so our, our oldest camper on the property was 91 years old, and she first went to camp in 1939. Uh, so it was amazing to be able to talk to her and ask her questions about camp and see kind of what was different. Um, and then as part of being on the, the committee, um, I fortunately just had a daughter a couple of uh, weeks ago. And so she was able to be introduced as the newest generation of campers uh, being eight weeks old. And so we had a pretty big gap between our, our youngest camper there and our, our oldest camper. Um, and it was really amazing to hear all the differences, even from um you know, people that went there in the the 80s and the 60s, um, you know, still a big difference from, you know, girls who went there in, you know, 2010 or 2020. Um, And it's really wonderful to take all of those pictures and um, really have people come from all over. I personally came from Maine. We had, you know, uh, campers and alumni come from Florida, South Carolina, Ohio, New York. 
Uh, and of course, Pennsylvania. So it was all over the map and it was amazing to reconnect with all of these amazing people. Wow. Congratulations. Pulling all this together and, and so many people and congratulations on your little one as well. She's uh, she's going to be the next one around the campfire and making s'mores. And it was just sounded like it was a fascinating weekend and and so much fun. Here's hoping for more. And before we talk a little bit about what's coming up in the future, of course, you can always use donations. And I'm sure that your older campers are surprised at the way that the donations can come in now because you have this set up through all kinds of different areas through social media. Yes, we have um, tons of different ways that people can donate. Um, we'll be embracing Giving Tuesday, which will be on November 30th of this year. Um, people can go to our website, supportersofcamparchball.org, um, and use the donation form on our website to give. Um, we also have a PayPal and Venmo account. Our handle is at supportersofca. You know, people can always send, you know, a uh, check to us in the mail at PO Box 22, Mahoopany, PA, 18629. Um, and we are using all of those different funds and the donations that come in to help um, fix some of the buildings, offer camperships to girls to attend resident camp, um, and make sure that we continue to help maintain the property um, and buy supplies for different events and offer programming for girls as well. Um, we are always accepting um, donations of any kind that can go towards uh, camperships, um, maintenance for the different uh, buildings and um, pieces on camp uh, and helping to run programs for girls in the community. Um, and we're um, always looking for volunteers who can, you know, do help with uh, programs or work days at camp or do a lot of stuff remotely like me. One of the other aspects of the uh, big fun day on the 18th of September was, and again, one of those things that many of your older campers might uh, not have even anticipated in their heyday, was that you were live and is there still opportunity to see some of the uh, festivities on your YouTube channel? Yes, we're in the process of getting our videos uploaded from the day we had several speakers um, Nikki Morissell, who is uh, president of supporters of Camp Archibald, uh, Janet Donovan, who is the uh, CEO of Girl Scouts in the Heart of Pennsylvania, as well as members from our Honduras um, committee and different activities throughout the day um, that happened in, co- in correlation with our opening ceremony. So we'll, uh, you'll be able to uh, like and find our channel on YouTube at supporters of Camp Archibald, um, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. You'll be able to see pictures. Uh, and videos from the day. And then we'll be uploading stuff throughout the rest of um, the month and through October for people to check it out. And speaking of October, you have some opportunities again coming up for girls. Now, is this for the public or is this mostly for the uh, Girl Scouts themselves? Well, we have two uh, programs that are planned, our Trail Adventure Day on October 3rd and our fall weekend, the 15th through the 17th. So those specific events are for our registered girls and SOCA members. Um, but on October 10th, we'll be having our general meeting uh, at, from 1.30 to 3 via Zoom. And that is open to the general public, to the community. If you want to find out how, what activities are coming up for SOCA, how you can get involved, um, plans for resident camp next year, we really encourage you to um, attend our 
uh, general meeting, and we have those second Sunday every other month from one thirty to 3. It's going to be into the fall and winter season, but folks have an opportunity to utilize the beautiful grounds up there. And if you can just give our listeners a little bit of a how they might go about doing that, that would probably be very appreciated, especially during the time of the winter when there isn't a lot of camping activities going on. Yeah, the community and a lot of people think that summer is really the only time to visit camp, but it's really open all year round. You know, winter camping is is the best, I think, because you get to sled down a lot of the hills. You get to uh, cozy up by the fire in some of the buildings, you know, and, and drink hot chocolate and just do a lot of winter craft activities and do some hiking as well. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. So supporters of Camp Archibald helps to um, answer any questions for people that might um, need to know about the property or not sure where they want to stay. And Girl Scouts in the Heart of Pennsylvania owns and manages the property and they handle all of the reservations. Um, So you can contact um, either one of us um, and we would be able to kind of help send you to the right person and um, help you find the space that you want to. But uh, rentals are open to the public, uh, non-Girl Scout members to come out and use the camp. You can use it for corporate retreats or field trips or um, any type of event that you'd want to have. We have a huge uh, dining hall as well as a lake um, that can be used for swimming or boating activities. Um, And fall is a wonderful time to be at camp, especially with all the leaves changing. Um, So you can visit our website, supportersofcamparchball.org, and we can answer any questions for you and help send you in the right direction to um, help you you utilize the camp. All right. Emily, is there anything that maybe uh, I haven't mentioned or you haven't mentioned yet that you would like our listeners to know about? Uh, we'd really love for you to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at supporters of CA or at supporters of Camp Archibald. You can visit our excuse me, you can visit our website, supportersofcamparchibald.org for all of our upcoming events and information. Uh, and our next biggest activity will be Giving Tuesday on November 30th to where you can give a dollar or you can give $500. Any amount is welcome. And we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, so please contact us at media. For for soca soca at gmail.com and we'd love to get in touch with you thanks for listening to special edition a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.